It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld. Doc Rob, your concierge to better living, the feel-good foodie, the nomadic naturopath, here with another great episode of Concierge for Better Living on CannabisRadio.com, as well as on iHeartRadio. So check out the app, find us searching Concierge for Better Living, and check in for regular updates and new episodes. Had some great guests so far. More great guests coming. I have a fun interview to talk to today. And we're going to get into that in a few moments. A lot of people know me as a doctor, naturopathic doctor. And I didn't get into that just because I wanted to be a naturopathic doctor. I knew I wanted to be in the health field, mainly because I was sick as a kid and I got myself better for, by doing the research, by finding out answers. And I wanted to share that information with many others. I went natural because I just felt that fit more of my philosophy, use what nature provided, prevent disease, be proactive. And then when I was graduating after you know medical school, naturopathic medical school, a lot of people were opening their offices and I wanted to go into something more personal again. I went to culinary school and I went to a natural gourmet institute in New York where we studied vegan, vegetarian, and again, using plants as medicine, plants as food, from spices to your main dishes. You know, I'm not a, I don't claim to label myself as a vegan or vegetarian. I'm a conscious consumer, but I do believe in more plants in our diet and in our lives. And, and that's where today is. I think there's going to be a lot of this movement, and there is already more and more movement towards plants, plants as medicine, but also we want to really get a little bit of this crossover. Like you could use food as medicine, we know that, but people say that all the time, but let food be thy medicine, but how does it heal you? Well, there's a lot of ways. And one of the things that I've been excited about is how cannabis, not just as a substance to smoke or something to extract, but simply as a vegetable, something that you can grow in your yard, that that can be used in dishes, as in food, in beverages, in medicine, and that's something I'm very passionate about. And so that brings us today's guest. I'm very excited to have today uh, Robin Griggs Lawrence. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You have a pretty varied background, and I'm going to get into that during the show. But thanks so much for coming on today, and and we're going to talk about a new book that you've came out called the Cannabis Kitchen Cookbook. How are we doing today, Ms. Robin? Great. Here. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. I love anyone that promotes healthy food, good food, and, and of course now we're merging these areas into mm-hmm. cannabis as well. How did you get involved with Cookbook Featuring Cannabis? <laughs> you know, I honestly kind of wrote the cookbook that I needed. In 2009, uh, my doctor, I had a recommendation uh, from uh, cannabis for dysmenorrhea. Really, I just didn't understand what had happened to cannabis. You know, I was kind of, at last I knew, it was kind of the, the old, you know, sticks and seeds and um, <laughs> the stuff we got in college. So I just didn't, I hadn't ever approached cannabis as food or as a vegetable. So when I first got my recommendation and, my, and registered with the state of Colorado for a medical marijuana card, I basically 
discovered when I went to my first dispensary that there there was this wonderful plant that came in all these different flavor profiles and smelled fantastic. And I realized this is food. I want to cook with it. But it was really hard to find good information, solid information online about the best way to do that in the healthiest way. And my other problem was that every other food available in the dispensaries was mostly sugar. And I'm just not a big sugar eater. That's just not the way I eat. So it was really a matter of starting to realizing I need a cookbook. Uh, one doesn't exist for someone who eats the way I do. And so I just set out and found chefs who were kind of like mind and thought, you know, or cook organically and naturally and healthy. And I found them and and they taught me how to cook with cannabis, which was an amazing gift. And that's kind of what the, this book is a collective of the wisdom and everything that they taught me. Yeah, that's something I thought was very interesting. And, I, and I've always been a big fan of this, is grabbing a few top chefs or top mm-hmm. experts and collaborating into something. So it's not just one person's opinions or expertise, but you grabbed a, a nice group of chefs and herbalists and foodies. I, I see um, Chris Killam. The medicine mm-hmm. hunters involved. I know Chris. You know, being in the natural products industry for over a yep. decade, he, decade, he's very well regarded. I mean, you've got a lot of great people here. People that have been. I mean, I'm a chef too, but I I would definitely defer to someone who's been hands on playing with cannabis in the kitchen. You know, mm-hmm. and that's really awesome that people can contribute this and get out there and share their their, their expertise and their background. But it's not your first book either, so it's not like this is just something that came to you randomly, right? You've done this before. Right, I have. Um, you know, I've never done a cookbook, which is a huge, boy, do I have new respect. That is a huge responsibility. You know, I wrote two, three other books, one about creating healthy nurseries for babies, you know, non-toxic, keeping the chemicals out of, and the other two about wabi-sabi, which is the Japanese art of finding beauty and things that are imperfect and impermanent and aged and rustic. You know, but, but with a cookbook, there is so, you know, you cannot leave out an ingredient. You cannot miss a step. It, you know, <laughs> you know, people are cooking, especially when they're cooking with cannabis. It's got to taste something good. That's so, you know, expensive, <laughs> yes. right? And, you know, you, you don't want to ever be the cause of someone burning up $300 worth of cannabis. So, so it was, this one took the longest and definitely was the most, you know, where I had to be the most buttoned up and make sure that everything was 100% right on. You know, very different from a book on imperfection. But, you know, so so this one was, and, and definitely the collaboration was a huge part of it, of this. And I think what, in my mind, what really makes it stand out, but also made it very much a, you know, it was, it was herding cats sometimes. It's chefs, these chefs are so great at, you know, teaching and creating and getting in the kitchen and, and making unbelievable food, but getting things down on paper isn't, that's not what they do. Right, so, so it, was just, a, it was a whole process. Yeah, guilt, guilty as charged. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm one of those chefs that does not necessarily follow the rules right. to a T. You know, that's part of the art of cooking. It's the art of healing. It's this. Right. Uh, it's an art. It's it's personal. It's energetic. It's yep. it's what you feel at the moment. What's available. Like when I work with my uh, private yeah. clients as a chef or as I work with them in the kitchen, you know, I sometimes go into someone's home. They're like. Oh, I can't eat anything. I, or I have nothing in my house to cook or eat. And my job is to go in there and put a meal together with what's in the house, you know. Yep. And, and that's the side of a great chef. Right. And, and that to me is like, that's why I love that TV show, Chop, because they're just, you know, I think mm-hmm. that'd be, I think we need to do that. We need to do a cannabis chop. We need to do a, a whole TV show where go. we could, the mystery basket has cannabis and other ingredients and now make something with it. That would be an awesome that show. That would be an awesome show. All right. I, I share those rights with you. Also, <laughs> when you, because this book is, you know, very useful and from the, from the reviews and from the info, what I preview, it's not 
just recipes. There's information on cannabis. Right. There's some history. There's some yeah. really you know useful content which I love. But I want to know who are the recipe testers. I mean, come on, you got to have like that's what a job. Next time you do a cookbook like this, I want to be called in as an expert just to test the recipes and try it out. And you know, you know many of them chose to remain anonymous. In fact, most of them did. But I will say that I was very, very, very popular while I was making this book. I have no doubt. And again, I understand that. A lot of people don't want to be recognized or things like that. I, I felt the same way about cannabis a few years ago. And I've made, Me too. And I made the conscious decision to, to put myself out there as a professional, to put on mm-hmm. my business cards a cannabis leaf, you know, and, and talk mm-hmm. about it publicly. Is, I'm not, no longer ashamed. It's, no, it's not a vice. It's not yep. – I'm a patient as it's well. Yep. So, you know, I, I do it that way. So I think that's great. I think it's really important. I look at, like you, you know, like you said, it's got to be approachable. It's got to taste good. It's got to work when people test those recipes and use it right. themselves. And so, not work, you know, and work, but not work overly well, right? Because yeah, that's, that's the art, right? Is not because that's I think why people are so afraid of cannabis food, is they've heard about or they've experienced eating too much of it, and it's it's no fun. Yeah, it's definitely not a good time when you've done too no. much. But then again, I can tell that about a lot of food. You eat a whole chocolate. That's cake. true. <laughs> it might taste good that first one or two slight pieces, but you eat that whole cake, you're not going to be a happy camper. That's that is awesome. very true. Awesome. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break right now. This has been a fun so far. Don't go anyway anywhere. Um, we're going to be right back after this brief message. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on CanvasRadio.com and iHeartRadio. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber, doctor's orders. Less heat, more flavor. com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. CannabisRadio.com keeps you in the know Monday through Friday on air and on demand with Cannabis Radio News, presented with the definitive worldwide news source, the Associated Press. Stay informed with exclusive news on all things cannabis. Cannabis Radio News, live weeknights at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, during the Russ Belville Show, or download the daily podcast exclusively on CannabisRadio.com, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. When breaking news happens in the cannabis industry, Cannabis Radio News delivers the details first. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. Again, Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here uh, with Ms. Robin Griggs Lawrence talking about the cannabis kitchen cookbook. And so how does that kitchen component? Because I think that, you know, 
find that young people, well, people of all ages don't cook. They may mm-hmm. not even know what's in their kitchen, you know, too often, or they don't have the right utensils. I've gone with clients and just opened up cupboards and cabinets and introduced them to, to things they didn't even know they had. Um, <laughs> how'd you come up with the title? Basically, uh, it was a, you know, the title is always a collaboration with the publisher and so we liked the alliteration of it. We liked that it basically, you know, pretty much says what it is. It's, it's what I wanted it to be, honestly, was, you know, kind of the mastering the art French cooking approach, right? Where this is the one cookbook you need. So we didn't want to say for entertaining. We didn't want to say for health. We wanted to say this is going to cover all your needs from entertaining to using it medicinally to juicing to using it raw, right? So I really just wanted it. We wanted it to be very basic, and something that would just kind of stand the test of time. We had started out way back in the beginning. We were going to call it Cooking with Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. But really wanting to move into getting people to call this cannabis because that's a, I believe that's really, really important. That's the name of the plant. Marijuana is a racist term that was kind of brought in to make people afraid of it. And so I think it's really important to kind of claim the name cannabis back again. I love that too. Again, I, I'm just same way. I, everyone talks about medical marijuana. I'm like, no, it's medical mm-hmm. cannabis. It's exactly. And stop allowing marijuana to be disruptive into the progress that we're trying to make here. Also applies, you just said something, and I've been, I've said on many episodes, and I've had the pleasure of some time with Dr. William Courtney and his mm. wife, Kristen Courtney, and I hope to spend more time with them again soon. I'm yep. a big advocate of the juicing and the plant raw. Uh, From from the the acids, the the cannabidiolic acids are so powerful and valuable that I'm so glad that you incorporated that into this cookbook. Because even as a chef who understands, like I said, I've been trained as a vegan vegetarian chef, but doesn't mean all my dishes are vegan or vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And just like I love raw food, and especially when it's summertime or certain conditions, I'm more seasonal eater and, and, and preparer. But the fact that you can take this plant fresh and raw mm-hmm. and juice and it has totally different properties and attributes than when it's heated or cooked, yep. that more and more people need to understand that. They, you know, and I really, I honestly believe that this is the next huge thing in cannabis cooking and cannabis cuisine because, you know, it's, it's what we're, we're starting to understand is, you know, wh- whenever you adulterate it, heat it, do whatever to it, you're pulling out terpenes, you're pulling out, you know, you're changing the plant and you lose what they, you know, what they call that entourage effect, right? So you're not getting the whole, you know, you're getting every single, you know, all the goodness of this plant when you don't adulterate it. And so, you know, that's why I love incorporating the fan leaves, which is something that we use to compost and now we can make use of, which are so nutritious. So it's, I really believe that this is, you know, what we're seeing in Colorado is, is a really big resurgence in people who are juicing and, you know, they're able to grow more plants in order to do that. Everyone laughs when I say, oh, I'd love to move to Colorado. And <laughs> they're like, oh, because you want to get you know, your, your, your cannabis. I'm like, yeah, but mainly I just want to be able to grow a few plants and right? juice it in, my, you know, in the morning. Like that's, mm-hmm. To me, that's something that everyone should have the right to do, just like yes. growing cherry tomatoes or right. you know, everything else, to be able to use it that way responsibly. And you're not getting a psychoactive effect no, when it's not at all. state. Yeah. So for the workers of the workforce, like I've had that. I've, I've spoken at corporate events and CEOs have come up to me saying, it's not that we're against the plant. We just don't know how to manage HR. You know, like yep. how does it work? If I have three guys on a machine and there's an accident, we understand how to treat it if it's alcohol, but we don't understand yet how to react mm-hmm. to it or address it from a cannabis standpoint. So there's a learning right. curve going on on all different yeah. levels of the industry, but letting people get back into their kitchen, getting back into their food, knowing what goes in. When I went to Colorado early on in the in the, in the industry. 
And I went to a, a pain center with a, a dear friend, a mutual friend, an acupuncturist. You know, it was interesting to see that this was denoted as medicine, but so many of the products that I found in these centers, I, I would not put in my body because sure, right. there's some cannabis in there, but it's also got artificial colorings and yep. sweeteners. So it's so much better, just like anyone trying to be healthier, uh, to cook right. your own food, to grow your own food. The same applies with cannabis, too. It really does. It really does. It just, you know, it makes complete sense. If you're using it for health, why would you eat it with a bunch of, you know, I mean, no matter what you're using for health, if you're eating a bunch of sugar and crap, you're not going to get better. And that was really the mindset of, of, of all of the chefs that I worked with. And, and this is mine as well. It was just, you know, it's kind of like trying to buy your medicine at 7-Eleven or something, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So, and I, and I think, you know, we're, we're starting to see a change, but it's just, it's been, it's, it's just a matter of, of almost logistics. It's easier to mask the flavor with sugar and chocolate and all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a matter of education, I think, for the consumers as well and kind of developing their palates to appreciate a little bit of the flavor of it as it comes out in more savory and and more healthy cuisine. Oh yeah, definitely. I remember going, there was, a, there was a dispensary, an early on dispensary in Colorado, standing akimbo, and they're still doing their thing, but I just remember that the, the, when the top guy, Spencer, came out with that you know pizza and, oh, yes. and all that stuff, and it was just like, and won a culinary awards. I mean, this is so cool that there's a whole field that we can expand to. Yeah. You, you mentioned developing palates. I just want to make a quick question. Are there and then people always kind of cringe on this, but is, are there kid-friendly dishes in this as well? Or do you think that they're all just a matter of, is, is there any addressing, you know, giving children this? I mean, that's always a question that moms ask, you know. Um, yeah, and that I definitely um, stay away from. Just, uh, you know, basically there's a, there's a big old disclaimer in the front of the book that basically says, you know, don't use it unless it's legal. So the thing that we're seeing in Colorado is really what the kids are using as a CBD oil. Right. more than anything. I'm <laughs> so happy that these guys are here and can do that, but I'm not touching myself just because I, we need no, to be legal. No, no, that totally makes sense. And that's why yeah. I, I, mean, I just look at it from that exposure. I mean, in the, in the 1970s, I met a, a, a researcher who worked with, with, under Nixon in Jamaica and, and studied the women who cooked with it or used it or gave it to their children. Mm-hmm. And they found actually many of the children were better in school than those that weren't given cannabis. I mean, yeah, ADD, ADHD, right? right? It's great for that. You know, it definitely helps me. And (laughs) and in Australia, I believe there was a whole thing, you know, I've been very active. I mean, right now I'm not in Chicago or Illinois right now, but there's Autism One going on. I've been Mm -hmm. very active in the autism community and now, of course, seizures and then, you know, cannabis and all that stuff and stuff. And we're still trying to figure that out. So... What I just read in from Australia is that they're getting amazing results with seizures with yes. children using the THCA, that raw cannabis, mm-hmm. even more so than some of the CBD products. And I think that's extremely interesting that nature yes. in its natural form yes. as a food can nourish yes. heal. Like how exactly. I, you know, so. you know and yeah, and none of them, they're not getting high. It's just yes. it's so crazy that we've vilified a whole plant for one component of it. Exactly. It's, it's insane. So I'm, I'm so excited that we're on that same page. And I mean, that, I, again, I always had to hit you with a question, but I use that mostly as, uh, you know, parents are always extra cautious. I have a four-year-old nephew and a two-year-old niece, and my sister-in-law is, let's just say, very motherly. I'll just be nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and at times I've got to prove myself for her to take a supplement or something for the children, even though this is what I do for a living. But, right? <laughs> but, 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 I, but I respect it. I love that yes. the parents are very right? careful. That's your job. 
Yeah, which yes. that's their job. I, I'm not knocking it, but it's just like when a mom would want to read a label on a, on a package. Good, you want to know what's going in the person's body, and this is really yeah. important. So, I think it's wonderful. But I also deal here in Florida with a lot of elderly, also, and right. so you, you have this widespread benefit and. Uh, and again, when I left naturopathic school as a doctor, people said, what are you doing? Are you going to become a cook? I said, yes, everybody I eats. <laughs> you know? exactly. And let's reach them on that common ground. That's why I'm really excited about this book. I, I can't wait to try some of these recipes myself in the kitchen when I'm not in Florida, of course. <laughs> yes. Those listening. When Come I'm, visit Colorado. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm a, a doctor and a, a medical director of several dispensaries in Arizona as well. And so, ah, okay. Um, you know, we have to play around in those legal states for now. But yep. as I said, the goal would hopefully be where we can have it in our backyard and grow it. And I know uh, the juicing aspect is, is going to be the future. And mm-hmm. it's coming already, but the trend is there. And I'm, I'm hoping to be able to push it forward. So that's awesome. So. Yep. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. I want to come back. We're going to wrap up with this amazing interview. We're going to give the listeners some information on how to find the book or purchase the book and learn more about about it. I'll ask a couple of other questions about maybe the environment and things natural. So hang in there. Don't go away. We'll be right back at this quick break. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on CannabisRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Tommy Chong is ready to cut through the smoke and change the tone of Tilk Radio. I hope everybody's got their vape pen handy or their pipe or their bong or whatever you use to do your medicine. But you don't, it's not a requirement. You don't have to be high for this show. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. I don't know who you're talking to. You have to be high to do anything. At least I do. I don't know about you. In fact, I've been high so long that being straight is another high. The Tommy Chung Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome to my world. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the Concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, and once again, we're back for our final segment of today's interview with Robin Griggs-Lawrence, talking about the Cannabis Kitchen Cookbook and all the exciting things we can do with cannabis as food, food as medicine. Where can they go out and uh, purchase this book? Or I know there's been a, a good amount of press on it, some really good exposure on it, some amazing feedback. But where can they go out and check it out or purchase it or learn more? 
Um, they can. It's on Amazon, so they can find it on Amazon, definitely. Barnes & Noble as well. It should be in pretty much every Barnes & Noble, um, as well as the Barnes & Noble online. And they can learn more about it and also click right through to Amazon at CannabisKitchenCookbook.com. It's very cool. It's a nice, clean site, very informative. Um, I'm, I'm picky about that, too. I do a lot of consulting and branding stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, it shows that you know, I meet a lot of people in the industry who are new, and they're just trying to figure it out. And there's people that are coming in that are very experienced. Obviously, mm-hmm. you understand writing and publishing and so forth and what it means to be consumer-friendly. And that's really important. I think from my reading a little bit about you and understanding is that's been a lot of your background is just being very... Yeah for the consumer, consumer protection, keeping it clean. Mm-hmm. And as I, you know, I mentioned here before the show, you know, I, I deal with that too. I love eco-friendly house products. And you, know, you see a lot of these stories now coming out on the cannabis grows with pesticides I and other you. chemicals. And yeah. we have this big issue. Um, I have a product that we're bringing out. We're giving to a lot of growers to, that's just one, in, one nutrient ingredient. It's organic. It's all natural. And it's doing as well, if not better, than some of these major nutrient lines that have all these different chemicals and additives and preservatives. So that's something that obviously you look at even, just that's something you mentioned in the book too, is know where you get your cannabis from. Yes. In fact, there's a a whole chapter on how to uh, make sure that you are choosing quality organic cannabis. And, you know, it's interesting because we can't have organic standards It's because it's federally illegal. So, you know, we've had a ton of, of issues with it here in Colorado with people having to recall because uh, they're using lawn chemicals, basically, to grow the stuff. So, you know, it's, it's that, that was my mission for 18 years when, I, you know, as a, when, you know, 11 years of natural home pushing organic, chemical-free, all of that. And so that's going to continue to be my mission here, and it just makes sense, you know, especially when you're using something as medicine. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, we're going to get there. It's going to take a while. We're starting to get here in Colorado. We're starting to, you know, see much more testing and oversight. So but this is going to be, again, when we talk big issues, I think this is going to be the hugest one. Um, also, <clears throat> the amount of energy that it takes, you know, for the indoor growth. Something we're going to have to address that as well because we're – you know, we're polluting. So, um, yeah, people so there are definitely, not, you know, the same issues that, that we face. Yeah, people, don't, people, people don't really realize that, that it takes a, a right. very large amount of energy, uh, electricity, yeah. and all the, and, 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 and even water of sorts, you know, and those are issues that, mm-hmm. you know, there, there are factors that play into this growth of this industry. Definitely. And I think it's really important to keep letting consumers and people out there understand that it's not just just a one-topic issue. It's really multifaceted, and it's a whole array of people with different areas of expertise and interest trying to advocate for this plant. And yeah. uh, I think it's great. You bring that experience of all those years of natural home and clean environment and chemical-free environments uh, and bringing that and, and focusing that into the cannabis domain. I think it's really, really important. I applaud you on that and keep up that good work, too. Thanks. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's interesting that, you know, I mean, 15 years ago, nobody got the chemicals in their, you know, cleaning products or, you know, their their upholstery or whatever could affect them. And it took a lot of education, and it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be a lot of consumer education, and it's going to be a lot. It's going to need to be a lot of consumer pulling it too and demanding it. And so I think it's going to be first the education, and then the consumers will start to say, "Hey, we want healthy organic cannabis," and start asking the right questions and making the demands. 
Oh, definitely. I know that they tried to with hemp, and there's already been a, a pullback mm-hmm. on the hemp organic status already. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to slow this this massive machine, this industry that's growing and, and, and budding like crazy. They're trying to slow it down, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. Not with good people like you out there, putting out good information, good books, and uh, keep fighting the good fight. So uh, thanks again thank for, so much for being on the show today. Thank Everyone out listening, check out that book, and, and stay tuned. There'll be more information coming. Also, shoot me a message. You get the book. You try a recipe. Shoot me some feedback. I want to know what your favorite dishes or their favorite recipes are. Let me tell you. Let me share that out there. And maybe on the next version, I'll contribute one myself. You never know. This is Doc Rob wishing everyone all the best in health and happiness. Thank you, my guest today, Robin Griggs Lawrence. And as always, it's an honor to be part of CanvasRadio.com and on iHeart. Stay positive and stay healthy. Wishing you all the best in health and happiness. Doc Rob signing off. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.